So every time I see Robert Record's name, I always want to pronounce it Recorde, like Robert Recorde. He was Welsh, so like that wouldn't make any sense, but I just can't help try to pronounce it that way whenever I see it. Then again, he lived and produced an extraordinary body of work in the 16th century. So I mean, who the hell knows? Maybe my pronunciation could have at one point been valid. I mean, certainly somebody has mispronounced it as Recorde at some point in the last I don't know how many centuries have passed. Not that he would have even probably noticed or cared because he went to Oxford at 14 years old and by the time he was 21, he was teaching mathematics and had a reputation as an esteemed and pretty prolific scholar. And of course, all that was after a stint at Cambridge wherein he discovered that he didn't really want to study medicine even though he got a degree anyway because like, why not? So he went back to Oxford to study and teach math, which was like his real path. Although he did apparently get some work as a physician and he wasn't just like the village healer either Like he was not doing this or anything else casually He treated King Edward and Queen Mary, which is hella not who you want to be Practicing medicine on if what you really want to do is teach math He did publish a monograph on what the physician could glean about a patient's constitution by examining their urine Which was entitled the urinal of the physic, but that's not what history remembers old record for, nor is it the now ubiquitous contribution that he made that you have likely encountered on a near daily basis since probably elementary school. So as he kind of assumed, record's great contribution came not to medicine, but to mathematics. He invented the equals sign, or the equal to sign. Although he did not do this while in a career that was strictly the sort of teaching and studying of mathematics. Perhaps that was his dream, but a man's gotta eat and put a roof over his brilliant head, right? So he spent much of his post-academic life in the 16th century equivalent of finance, which involved pretty much exclusively working with mints in London, Dublin, and elsewhere in Europe. But his side hustle proved to be pretty lucrative because he was explaining not just math, but astronomy as well. And it kind of got him a loyal following. And it wasn't just because he was doing a pretty dope job of explaining these things, but because he was doing so in English and also in layman's terms. And he was doing this at a time when these texts had pretty much all primarily been written in Latin, which meant that all of this knowledge wasn't accessible to anybody who wasn't educated enough to read Latin. And as we know, education is more a reflection of one's class and opportunities than it is of pure intellect or potential intellect. Record's work was a pretty big eye-opener for a lot of people, and one such textbook, which ultimately proved to be his last, was The Whetstone of Wit, published in 1557, and that is what gave us the equals to sign. As he was striving to explain mathematical concepts in a way that people could understand without having to have a high-level understanding of their foundational concepts or Latin as it was, he had to really spell things out a lot. As anybody who has ever had even one algebra class knows, there are often many steps involved, which meant that he was repeating himself a lot. And in terms of writing out equations specifically, he ran into the persistent and seemingly unavoidable irritation of having to continuously state what was on either side of the equation. So he finally just got fed up enough with it that he explained to his readers, quote, to avoid the tedious repetition of these words. 
is equal to, I will settle, as I do often in work use, a pair of parallels, which was the equal sign, the equal length lines. And he wrote, no two things can be more equal, just in case anybody was going to try to call him out about it. And in fact, at first, people did. Mainly the elitely educated Latin lovers were like, okay, so we get that you want a shorter way to say is equal to, but like Latin's got a word for that. You could just use that word. We'll even let you abbreviate it. But like, dude, why are you just using lines? Like, seriously, it's a drawing. Like, that is way too simple. That's like dumb as hell, and we won't stand for it, and also, no one likes you. And so then Record was like, well, actually, I've been using symbols that are from German language to indicate plus and minus like this whole time. And so honestly, creating another symbol totally makes sense, definitely in the context of this work, but also everybody's appreciating it. Like, really, my readers can totally handle it. They love it. So like, thanks for your input, but also you can suck my dick. And so as we know, having these symbols did make it a hell of a lot easier to communicate math in writing, and probably also ruled because it invariably saved a lot of ink and paper, yeah? Like, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people were actually more than happy not to have paragraphs on paragraphs on paragraphs to explain, like, one equation. But more importantly, the like more broad-reaching thing that this did was it allowed people in England at the time, and basically over time anybody in the English-speaking world, to grasp mathematical concepts that hadn't existed to them before. And like that's amazing. I mean, think of what the world would be like if mathematical advances had not played out as they ultimately did. Pretty much all the technology in our life today relies on either advanced or somewhat simple mathematical constructs. And we're introduced to these fundamentals when we're very young and just learning to write even. And whether or not we come to like it or feel like we're any good at it, we learn math and we use math. And all of that is from the fact that we have these symbols and that we can comprehend them very early in life. And so where language can create barriers in other areas like communication and literature and politics and pop culture even, math has become almost a universal language precisely because some of these key concepts for understanding and using it are universally understood symbols. So that's really not a bad legacy to have, but, but it actually took centuries for Record to get it, because in his lifetime he got a lot of shit, including being fired from his job in the mints because of the aristocracy, probably because he was Protestant in the Catholic Church that pretty much ruled Europe at the time. So he challenged the Earl of Pembroke, who had let him go, and the Earl was like, um, I'm gonna label you a political enemy and throw you in a debtor's prison. And that's what he did. And then Record died like the next year when he was just 48. So the next time you're doing some math or you're using a calculator, you can know that you have Robert Record, Recorde, to thank.